0: Fans. are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go! Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones, and we are back after a few weeks off. Eddie, the uh, the Ducks had some um, rookie games that they uh, went into uh, in San Jose. They uh, looked pretty good, the rookies. They came out winning all three games. And uh, now we're going into the uh, preseason here. The Ducks are going to be starting their... Um, you know, a quest for the cup. They're going to be uh, going with some new players in these preseason games. We'll uh, have some lineups and things like that posted throughout the uh, the week as they uh, play these two weeks of upcoming games. But uh, as far as the prospects, um, Eddie, they look pretty good. They beat Arizona four to one, San Jose seven to one, and Colorado five to three for a perfect three and zero in that weekend in San Jose.
1: Yeah, I mean hockey's back. I mean it, it. You know, it can't get much better than this. And uh, obviously, with preseason coming up now, it just gets even better than the season starting. But you know, it, it was great to see the rookies out there do so well. And I mean, they played a very good young Arizona team with the the rookies that they have in their system, and, and they played a good game there. And you know, Kapaka was really. The, the star of that game he had two goals in that one and really gelled on the line that he was on. And, you know, I, I think it's just a, a great tournament to watch to watch all these, you know, young players that eventually could be playing for the Ducks and, and to look at, you know, where they're coming from. Some of the, the guys that the Ducks have signed, they, they haven't even drafted. You look at Fior, who they picked up in the offseason, uh, they signed him out of uh, the QMJHL and they, they picked up Kasella last year from from the NCAA. And, you, know, you look at where they've gotten some of these guys and where they are now and how well they're performing in the Ducks' system is, is just great to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, some of the guys we expected shined that weekend. You know, Steele had two goals in that game, uh, that blowout game against San Jose. The Ducks won 7-1. to one. Uh, Jones had a nice backhand goal in that game as well. They, you know, led the way in that game. Uh, the game in Colorado was kind of a combined effort, a little bit of a dogfight, but the Ducks ended up pulling out that one 5-3. to three. And, uh, you know, now it's, uh, it's time for the preseason. These guys are, you know, going to get some opportunities to play, um, you know, and see what we can, uh, you know, where they'll fit in the lineup. I mean, obviously, there's uh, some things going on here uh, with the Ducks injuries that are going to kind of affect what's going to happen. I know there's a lot of fan questions about, um, obviously, Lindholm, Botnan, and Kessler. We're going to talk about all those updates. And kind of talk about the lineups too and and, and how it may uh, kind of come about, which is it 's really up in the air, but we 're going to kind of give it our shot of what we think's going to happen um, after the uh, the ducks had all these prospect games. Obviously all the news came out, and the big news that a lot of people were worried about is that Kessler is still going to be out he 's actually going to be out it looks like until sometime in December at the earliest. Uh, so that's kind of throwing a wrench into things. Um, Lindholm and Botkin, we knew they were going to be out till uh, November, obviously with their uh, shoulder injuries and then surgery. Uh, which, as we talked about in the last podcast, the Ducks got Bocherman back, so he's going to fill one of those, um, you know, holes on the defense. But there's a lot of concern, Eddie. Uh, you know, people are worried with, uh, you know, Kessler being out uh lindholm Votnin, I mean uh, you know some of the people are asking you know how how do you think the Ducks are going to do early in the season and I think right now um maybe not as good as we think they're going to do but it really depends on some of these young guys and where they're going to step up and fill up in the lineup
1: yeah and, and that's exactly it I mean you know you're losing a key piece in Kessler and obviously you're losing key pieces on the blue line in and Lindholm and Bottenin but it really is if if some of these guys are going to step up and and Nick Ritchie, you know, he took a step forward last year. And and from what we've seen so far of him, the the limited sample size so far in this early part of the season and, and moving into the actual start of the season, you know, he's, he's gotten a little bit quicker, you know, he, he's thinned out and, and kind of, you know, shaped himself better. If that makes sense to anybody out there, but you know, he looks like he's ready to go this year and take another step forward. And he's going to have to do that with Kessler out for at least two months. To start the season, um, and andre kasha again he 's going to have to to build on to what was an impressive uh, you know season that kind of came out of nowhere. And he's gonna to have to come up and play, you know, solid minutes in the top nine for the Ducks. And you know, again, you have to look at some of the key pieces as well. Corey Perry's gonna to have to have a bounce-back season, and he's gonna to have to start off well. He can't, you know, start off cold like he did last year either. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, you know, new guy Patrick Eaves. He's back again, so he's gonna to have to to do what he could do last year, and, and hopefully, you know, he'll be able to to actually build off of what he was doing and in the chemistry he built with Ryan Getzlaff. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to see where these guys will shape out and, and how the lineup will sort out. And, and and again, you know, there's now a hole and a spot available, and now you have to look at guys like maybe Sam Steele, Max Jones, Nick cordillas and and see if they're going to come up and and play a role in the top nine and, and maybe stick with the team.
0: Yeah, and right now, you know, the lineup, it's such its such a disaster, really, trying to figure out who's going to be doing what. You know, obviously, there was some talk, too, about Raquel and how Raquel's going to have to play center, um, you know, more so, which uh, we kind of factored that b- before, and that's kind of how the lineup would go. It would be um, Getzloff, Raquel, and Vermette as your top three centers, basically, in those those top nine, if you will. Um, I think the only thing we, you can really look at this lineup uh, and, and look at Maybe uh, set in stone Is maybe Getzloff and Eaves will play together uh, Maybe uh, Caggiano and Silverberg Will still play together even without Kessler Those are really the only things I see Eddie that could uh, stay together But we talked about it before um, You know maybe Raquel slides in Between Silverberg and Caggiano Or maybe it's Verment, probably one of those two um, That might be how one of the lines pans out and then from there It might be Casse, Getzloff And Eves and then your other line would be uh, Perry Ritchie, and then again either Ver, Vermette or Raquel. That's kind of what you're looking at for the top three lines. I mean, there's there's just not really a definite answer with Kessler going out. This just throws a whole wrench into what the top three lineup uh, lines will look like. But um, that's kind of a preview of what they may come out to be. Uh, you know, after these two weeks of preseason games.
1: Yeah, and, and preseason is really going to be a key where where we see. <laughs> what lines work and what lines don't. And I think that we're going to see a lot of different combinations. I think you're right in that Getzlaff and Eves are probably going to be together to start the season, you you know, they built that chemistry last year when he was just brought in from Dallas. And, you know, I don't think they would bring him back if they didn't plan on, on playing him with Ryan Getzlaff and see if they can continue that chemistry over into this season. But other than that, it is up in the air. You know, Coglan and Silverberg, like you said, they might play together, but with no Kessler, you know, there's a chance that they might get split up and move some of that offense up and down the lineup. But uh, from there, you know, Raquel's probably going to play center, but who, we don't know exactly who's going to be his wingers, if it's going to be Perry if it's going to be, you know, Silverberg, if it's going to be Richie, Casha, we, we really don't know. And I think preseason is going to be a real precursor to that where we're going to see a lot of different things and a lot of different lineups each night. And, you know, by the end of preseason, hopefully we've got, you know, three lines that are really building chemistry and, and working towards the start of the season.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, that fourth line, you know, is just going to be up in the air. It's probably going to be uh, Shaw, Wagner, uh, Rasmussen. Those are kind of the guys you're going to see on that line. Obviously, they're not not as concerned about the fourth line, but yeah, the top three it's going to be up in the air. And, and you know, this brings up another problem too that uh, you know one of the fans asked about too is uh, with um, Kessler being out. You know, who's going to wear the A? Um, is what uh, Khalid asks. And you know, I think it's a good question, Eddie. Um, who else would it be? Uh, I think Fowler's a good candidate. I think Coghlan is a good candidate. Um, those may be one of the two players that you know would wear the A come the uh, start of the season.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's guys that we've seen wear it before in, in different circumstances when guys have been out with injury, and I think Fowler is is probably the most likely candidate. But you're right. I mean, I mean so uh, Andrew cogliano is definitely a guy that that could wear it at least until Kessler gets back, and you know, you, you maybe give a look at at a guy like uh, Francois Beauchemin as well. I, I know he's just newly with the team but obviously everybody remembers he's been with the team before uh, for, for a while and he's a, he's a part of the history of this team so there's a chance that he might wear the A over over Fowler or or Cogliano, but i definitely think you know Cogliano, Fowler or the two front runners if anybody is going to wear it until Kessler gets back
0: yeah and and that's who you think i mean obviously the team hasn't announced anything yet but those are the names you know to keep in mind uh, you know when that does come out uh, another thing you know you mentioned Boschman and and this is another issue too is the the Ducks defense um how it looks right now is a little bit thin uh, obviously Vatanen and Lindholm not going to be there for at least the first month so the Ducks are you know kind of a concern on the blue line Eddie they're going to be a little bit slow uh, you know if they're going with you know what we think it'd be obviously you'd have Fowler and Montour be the speedsters but then after that you know, it would go to uh, Manson, then you have Beauchemin, Biesa, and Holzer, um, if that's the top six. I mean, obviously some other players could crack that, but if you're looking at it, I mean, it's, the scary part is the Ducks are going to be a little slow on the blue line to start the season.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, luckily it's those guys that are coming back on, on November 1st. Hopefully they're not going to miss too too many games and they can get back sooner rather than later. But yeah, it is going to be a slow blue line to start the season. You're going to have Fowler, obviously, and you're going to have Montour, and then you'll be able to put Manson most likely with Fowler, but from there you then you've got to you know for lack of a better word you've got to put an anchor with with Montour and, and either that's Boschman or or um, and then you've got that bottom pairing which which right now if it was going to shape out it would probably be Bexa and, and Holzer or you, maybe you look to bring a guy like Larson if he if he's healthy enough to go at the start of the season and has a good preseason or you look at a guy like maybe Marcus Pedersen or you look at uh, Andy Walensky as well so you know there's a chance chance that or even jacob magna too so there, there are some options that the ducks can go with but you know yeah if they do start with those six guys you, you know you've got a guy who's 36 and bx a guy who's 37 and in, in bochman you know uh, holzer's not too quick on his feet either so it'll be it'll be an interesting start to the season on a blue line that's for sure
0: yeah, definitely. And you know, they also gave an update on Larson. Larson had some work done on his MCL. So they said he's expected to play in this preseason, you know, these two weeks of games. But uh, you know, that's not good because I mean you've got a younger guy that, you know, we've seen him before for a little bit. He's definitely one of those that uh, that could be up on the uh the blue line to start the season. Um so the ducks are gonna have to lean uh, you know, on on some of the uh younger guys, and that's what some of the questions that some of you guys asked is you know, what What are the Ducks going to do with, um, you know, uh, Botten and Lindholm and Kessler out? And I really think that, that the team's just going to have to turn to the younger players, Eddie. I mean, on offense, you may see Max Jones, uh, Sam Steele. Uh, you know, another player that comes to mind, too, that we talked about before, and he's actually injured, too, is Nick Cordelius. He has a groin injury. Um he's not been at the Ducks practices the last couple days here. Um he's another one that, you know, we'd hope to maybe see get up there and crack the lineup. But I mean I guess the theme, you know, for the team is, is there's still the wounded ducks, unfortunately, Eddie. It's just it's gonna be kind of a rough go, uh, you know, these first couple of weeks of the uh the season.
1: Yeah, and, and hopefully we can see some of these guys obviously that we have been waiting to see uh get a chance for the ducks and, and get in the lineup. And I don't really know if if we're really gonna see a guy like Sam Steele or a guy like Max Jones uh, Coming to the lineup right away depends on again how they do it, if they get a shot in preseason and, and what what not from there. You know, obviously we saw a small sample of, of Larson at the beginning of last season. Um, you know, we saw Cordellis at the at the end of last season into the playoffs. So so I think if anybody's going to get a shot, it, it would be him to fill the spot with that Ryan Kessler is leaving. But you never know. I, I mean, I've been saying for pretty much the whole summer that I don't think Sam Steele is going to. You know, gain gain a slot with the Ducks. I I you know I would love him to. I don't think he has a lot to gain from going back playing junior with with Regina. They did just name him captain. Their GM John Paddock seems like he's pretty much set on Steele coming back. But you know, there's a chance now with Kessler going down from injury. It would be great to see him get a shot. I just don't know. You know, he to me. I look at the same situation with Mitch Marner in Toronto last year. People saying that you know he doesn't have anything to benefit from going back to London. He can't go into the AHL uh, just yet. So you know, is he ready to go and play for Toronto? And then he ends up, of course, playing for Toronto and gets 60 points. And that's not to say this, that Steele will do the same, but I feel like they're in similar situations. And it would be great to, to see Steele get a shot with a guy like Kessler down. But in all honesty, I think he goes back. And, and I really feel strongly the same about Max Jones as well. I think yeah, uh, in you know, in Jones's case, I think he can benefit from playing a full season with London. You know, obviously they had injury problems the last couple of seasons. He was suspended here and there, so I think him going down and playing a full season with the Knights, suspension and and hopefully injury free, I think that'll benefit him as well. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: I mentioned this before. I still think between the two, I, th- I think Steele has a little bit of an edge, um, just because uh, the high- hockey IQ. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, and Murray talked about that as well. And I think that would give him a little bit of an edge if, if the two were to make, you know, if one of the two uh, were to make it for a little bit. Uh, I, I, I think like you do. I don't think either one will be on the team permanently. But if we were to see one more than the other. I lean a little bit towards Steele. He you know, hasn't had as many of the uh, issues surrounding um, Jones, obviously, like you said, the suspension, you know some of the, some of the you know boneheaded type things that Murray had alluded to. But I still think they're both, you know, obviously in the future for the ducks, of course. Um, as you mentioned also Cordelius too as well. Those are the guys that it looks like on the forwards you know, that are going to come up. But I think if you talk about the players that are on the team right now, and that's what, uh, you know, another person asks is who will break out this season, you know, that's on the team. Uh, Braden asked that, uh, obviously with those three out that we talked about, Uh, you know, for me, one of the ones I look at, at least in the forwards, Eddie, is I look at Kase. I think if someone's going to break out this season and and really take it to the next level, I look at him, Um, you know, he had some great plays last year, some great goals, Uh, his speed, um, you know, I'm hoping I mean, obviously hoping everybody does well, but if there's a player that I would uh, tell everybody to watch, one that was on the roster last year, uh, you know, coming back this year, I would say that was the guy I would look at, Eddie. who Who's the guy that you would tell people to watch, you know, that was on the team last year uh, that's that's uh, going to maybe break it out this season?
1: Yeah, in my opinion, I, I think it's Nick Ritchie. Uh, I mean, he he just had to get faster, and I think he's worked on his foot speed you know, he, he's he's always had the shot, you know, he's always had the size, and, and now to, to add some extra speed to his game, I think that's going to be great. He's obviously gotten leaner as well, and I think if he can, you know, use his size to an advantage, and, and just with that little bit of extra foot speed, I think it's just going to make him that much better, and if he can get into those areas, I I think he's he's going to break out and have a good season this year. You know, if, if he gets the right line mates I think he definitely has a shot at getting 20 goals you know he had 14 last year and I think it's a possibility for him to get 20 goals and and maybe even reach 40 45 points and and that would be a big year and a big uh, big year for him and a big help to the team if he can do something like that I mean not too long ago remember we drafted him 10th overall right after a guy that Winnipeg drafted Nikolai Ehlers who had 60 70 points last year and not to say that Nick Ritchie could do the same but you know he he's a former top 10 draft pick, and I think it's about time for him to take it to that next level.
0: Yeah, so with that, those are the two players maybe to watch You know, the beginning of the season on the forwards, Casey and Richie. Uh, as far as the defense goes, Eddie, um, who who would you pick out of there? I, I kind of lean towards Montour. I think he's the one uh, that could kind of lead the way, but uh, given the shortness of of the Ducks' blue line, um, maybe we'll have to, you know, see a minor league type player come up and and maybe have a breakout this year. What do you think as far as the Ducks' defense?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm really hoping to see Jakob Larson get some more time and and really solidify a spot with Hampus Lindholm and, and Sami Vatn and out and and I think you know if he plays well, he has a shot to to stick around and, and play for for the entire season. You know, I think the only locks on on this blue line are uh, Lindholm, Vatn, and Fowler and Manson and probably Montour and I, you know. I think there's a possibility that Larson could maybe move in in a spot over Boschman or you know, We talked about this last year. It's, it's hard to see them ever sitting those guys. Um, but I think there's a chance that he could, at least until November, lock down a spot if he can, if he can have some solid play in the preseason if he gets some games and, and obviously into the beginning part of the season.
0: Yeah, so there on the defense, you've got Montour and Larson as the two uh, guys that we point out to watch. Uh, You know, this kind of brings up another question. Some people have asked about this. Uh, Katrina asks, you know, what about the Ducks losing uh, Shea Theodore and how that'll affect the team? And, you know, obviously um, the Ducks lost Stoner and Theodore to Vegas in that expansion draft. And then, of course, with the injuries, now we've seen this, you know, abundance of a blue line go down. And then it's not. As you know, good as we thought it was going to be, or as at least as much depth as it would be. Do you think uh losing Shea is kind of a, a you
1: know a bigger deal now
0: that Lindholm and Vatninen are out hurt?
1: Yeah, I think it is when you look at it at that aspect. But if if you know if we have if we had kept Shea, we wouldn't have Vatninen, and then it, you know we'd we'd have Lindholm hurt, and then we'd have Theodore instead. But you know, I, I think. In some instances, we had to. I mean, you can't really look at that argument because then we wouldn't have some of the signings that we've had this season as well. We probably wouldn't have Patrick Eves up front if we had have kept Stoner uh, in, in the lineup. So, you know, I, I think it's a hard argument to make. Um, you know, it's it's easy to look at and say, oh, these two guys are injured, so having a guy who's not injured would be great right now. But, you know, they're going to be back eventually, and, and it's it to me, it's just it's just a hard argument to make. There's there's so many moving parts in, in that deal. Um, you know, it's it's easy to say, you know, yes, if we had a healthy Shea Theodore right now, it would be great. But, you know, then we possibly might not have Votnin if we had a healthy Shea Theodore. So it's just a, it's a hard argument to make.
0: And, and with that, what do you think as far as how the Ducks will do in the first month uh, without uh, Votnin and Lindholm? How do you think that they'll fare so far? I mean, I know it's hard to say. We don't know the lines and everything's kind of in flux. But if you were to predict uh, how they'll do, what do you think?
1: You know, I, I think the core is still there. Um, you know, obviously, Getzlav, Perry, you know, you've got Fowler, obviously, you know, Kessler and Lindholm are out. Uh, But I I think they have the chance to still do well. You've you've got Gibson and and Ryan Miller, who's a new addition this year. I think he's going to be a great backup and and a great guy to work under John Gibson and help him out. So I think they're going to do good. Um, Obviously, it comes down to to goaltending. goaltending, and If the guys on defense can step up and replace Lindholm and Votnin, I I think the forwards are going to be fine. Obviously, it's disappointing to, to lose Ryan Kessler, but I think... You know, we can replace him for a couple months with, with some of the guys that we have. We have a lot of depth on forward. I think it's possible. But on the blue line, I think losing, you know, two of your top guys it's, it's going to be hard, especially Hampus Lindholm. So that's where I'm a little bit worried about, but I think they'll be okay. You know, I think the, the you know, it's hard to say that they're going to start out uh, amazing and, and go undefeated right. for the first 10 games. But, uh, you know, I think we'll be around 500 at least until November when we get Lindholm and Vatanen back. And then from there, I think things are going to start picking up, and you know, let's not forget, I mean, it, it's hard to bank things on this, but, you know, the odds in Vegas have the Ducks finishing the season with the most amount of points, and there's a reason to that. This is very still a very good team, a very deep team where, where, with some solid pieces in place, so I, I think they're still going to do okay to start the season.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think, you know, you look at the uh, October schedule, they've got 11 games. Uh, you know they're starting out at home you've got uh, Arizona, then Philly uh Calgary, and then the uh New York Islanders. They go on the road for a brief game against Colorado, back home for Buffalo Montreal, and then they go on an Eastern uh swing against Philly Florida, Tampa Bay, and carolina so i mean it's it's not a tough schedule to start off the season, you know I think that they, they could definitely be a little bit over five hundred still maybe seven and four or six and five at least. Uh, you know, once they get botten and Lindholm back. And I think if they can do that in the beginning, you know, I'm not trying to say set our expectations lower, but I'm just trying to be realistic here without these guys playing. Um, and again, like we said, there's some players that could step up here and really, you know, pour it on. But I, I, I wouldn't be too upset if the Ducks are a little bit over 500 at the end of October. If they get Lindholm and botten and back. They probably pick it up in November. And, you know, another thing, it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a reverse psychology or something like that, but we saw Kessler... Um, you know, it wasn't 100% at the end of the season last year and he wasn't 100% in the playoffs. So maybe him being out in the beginning could be a good thing, Eddie. Maybe he gets a little bit more rest and then he's more, you know, ready to go at the end of the season. I mean, I'm not saying I want him out, but I'm just saying maybe he can use that time and be you know even more ready to go come you know December or early January.
1: Yeah, and we remember when we saw him tailing off and you know he started off so strong and that line was was the Ducks best line the only reason they were actually playing some decent hockey in the beginning of last season. And then he kind of tailed off and other guys picked it up and and you know we don't really know if that's to do with his injury or not, but we, we saw Murray come out and say comments that, you know, near the second half of the season, you know, he wasn't getting the same push off, you know, either he wasn't skating the same in the second half because of, of, of his hip. And then obviously into the playoffs, he was fighting through it and then had surgery in June. So, you know, maybe he comes back, he's a hundred percent healthy and, and he plays like the Kessler we saw at the beginning of last season. And he continues that all the way through into the playoffs. And, and, you know, if we can get that Ryan Kessler, from the the whole second half of the season and in the playoffs I you know I think we have a very good shot I I mean he was unbelievable at the beginning of last season you know we had him as a lock pretty much for the Selkie and and you know he was on pace for 50 60 points so I I think there's a good chance if he comes back 100% healthy he can definitely play like that
0: yeah that's something to keep in mind you know yeah he's going to be gone for the first couple months as we know but it may you know end up helping out the ducks uh, later on especially if they're able to you know push through uh, the first couple months with the lineup that they have and get some help from the rookies uh, which obviously you know the ducks are going to have to lean on some players um, early on on defense and offense so they'll have to go from there and and kind of see how the ducks will do Um, they're going to have some good games coming up you know I think they'll do well uh, at least in the month of October, there's not too many difficult opponents. So they should be able to still get off to a decent start. Um, you know, one of one of the big things that's going to come up too is the, uh, you know, on November uh, 19th, the Ducks are going to honor uh, Korea and Solani. You know, they had talked about. Uh, the Hall of Fame and all that but now the Ducks are actually gonna do something that day So that's something to look forward to in November um, They're gonna have a pregame ceremony. They're gonna have things during the game So looking forward to that Eddie, uh, you know, hopefully November, you know get Boton and Leno back you have this uh, Game that'll probably pump up the team too a little bit and then hopefully get Kessler short after that And then you know, we'll see how they do. I mean, that's what kind of happened last year Remember they really made a good push in the middle of the season
1: yeah, and that'll be an exciting game to see. Obviously, to you know, to honor Korea and Seleni, It will be great to see them together. And hopefully, I mean, I would assume so. But it'll be great to see Paul Korea back at Honda Center and, and you know, in a, a role with the Ducks. It'll be it'll be great to see him doing that. And and you know, hopefully, eventually, it leads to to his name in the rafters. But I, I think that's a little bit, a little bit far away from from now. But you know, it's a, it's definitely a good step in the right direction. We saw. Last year um, in the playoffs, you know he made an appearance when they were doing the uh, painting the Xs on the wall for, for their games remaining and that was great to see and now all this. I think it's building in the right direction and it's going to be an exciting night and, and you know hopefully the ducks can build off momentum seeing those two guys together. you know it's a, a lot to ask for, but I think you know those types of things always lift the, the spirits of the players in the dressing room.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think having both those guys, you know, I know some people asked about Korea and yes, he's planned to be there. I don't think he's going to skip out. I know some people did ask about that and, you know, they're kind of concerned and whatnot. But like you said, he came back, you know, painting out the, the nine and the playoffs and whatnot. So I think he will definitely be there, uh, you know, come this November 19th. So that's definitely a game uh, to, you know, keep in mind, um, especially with the way, you know, the season's going to go. Like we said, the first two months going to be a little bit rocky. Uh, you know, don't, don't, uh, we're not going to mince any words on, on this part because there's definitely going to be some things going on with this team. But I think the flip side too, is it gives some of these younger guys a chance, Eddie, uh, you know, and, and to see how they're going to do. Um, I think, uh, you know, the ducks are going to have to lean also on Eves. Uh, you know, he's going to come back, hopefully have great chemistry with Getzloff. Uh, like you said, Perry's going to have to step up as well. Um, there's an article out there too, on, uh, on and Silverberg. They know the importance and they're going to have to step up. Uh, so it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of players uh, that are gonna have to uh, come through, senior, veteran players and young guys, and you know the injuries obviously don't wish upon anybody, but it is gonna give a chance for some of these younger guys to come play, and it could you know be exciting to see uh, some of these guys come up, Eddie, as we've talked about, and. You know, they may may surprise. There there may be some players that are going to come out and we're going to be like, there may be someone that we didn't even talk about. It may not be Jones and, and Montour and, and the Cordeliuses and Larsons and things like that. Maybe somebody else. And I think that part's a little bit uh, exciting as we start the season.
1: Yeah, and really, we saw that last year. I, I mean, Andre Acacia came out of nowhere. And, you know, he played great, stuck with the team pretty much all year into the playoffs and, and was a real surprise. And, you know, he's a seventh-round draft pick. I, I mean... You know, we're going to see a lot more of him this year. Like you said, he was the guy that you think is going to break out, and, and you know we potentially could have another guy like that. You have to look at some of the guys that they picked up uh, this year and last year. I mean, Corey Trapp hasn't made too many appearances, but he's a guy who can come up and, and make a difference. Not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but he can come up and make a difference. Uh, you look at Calais Casilla as well. Uh, he a brief appearance with the Ducks last year, played well in the AHL. He'll probably start there. Uh, Giovanni Fiore, who they they picked up from the QMJHL, you know, he had fifty goals in the QMJHL last year, and, and he's going to start with with the goals in, in the AHL. And you know, he's a guy who can come up and, and maybe make a, a small appearance and, and impress and, and do a similar to what what Casha um, did last year. So it'll be interesting to see if any of these guys can come up and and really solidify a spot. Kevin Waugh is a, is another guy. So you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys down in the minor system who could come up and and contribute if they get the chance.
0: Yeah, and and for those of you that don't know, if you haven't been following along with the articles that have been out there, we have uh, one of our writers, Thomas. He does a lot of stuff on the uh, prospects. Uh, make sure to check out the website, you know ducksandpucks.com or the puck network uh, slash Anaheim. Um, you can go on there and see. There, I mean, he's been cranking them out. There's articles on uh, almost every single young guy out there. We've uh, put out a couple more on the uh, strength and weaknesses of the farm system. Uh, there's another one we're going to post them on some of the top prospects to look at. And those are some things to go in there, read, in those, uh, read those articles, check them out. There's a lot of information in there. Um, You know, and get a better feel for um, some of the players. If you don't know someone particularly, you can go in there and read about it and and see what you think. But it's going to be exciting to see who's going to, you know, come up and and make it uh, for the Ducks this season, uh, you know, at least in the first couple of months. Um, You know, another uh, former Ducks player that's coming back, um, not necessarily to the Ducks, Eddie, but he's coming back to the NHL is George Peros. He was in the news. We found out that he's going to be the vice president of uh, player safety. And it's kind of interesting. Some people had some mixed reaction because, you know, some people are like, okay, you know, he's the, the brawler type and everything. But Peros thinks he's going to be good for the job. You know, he, he talks about how he was always a fighter but, you know, did it to the you know the respect of the game and, and never got suspended. Uh, and I think that's pretty interesting. But, uh, you know, I wish him well. I think he's going to do good in that position.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's a smart guy too. Uh, I mean, you know, he's not just a hockey player. You know, he, he – he, He's a smart guy. I think he's going to do well in that role, and and it obviously is. You know, I I get where people are coming from, right? I I mean, he's a he's an enforcer, and he's going into role as is <laughs> uh, for in player safety, but you know. Eh. Uh, I I think he'll do well. I you know I think this is is a spot that will work well for him. And you know, obviously we we've, we've seen former players in there before. We saw Chris Pronger in there, and, and he did that job for a bit uh, before the the guy who's in there now, and and then now obviously Perros. And it'll be interesting to see how he does, um, and and what kind of things they put in place. I I think I. I don't know if it was him, but I saw a comment earlier in the year when they were, this was announced, like a couple, I think it was about a month ago, talking about how they're going to crack down on slashes and, and, and stick penalties and, and see how that turns out as well. And, and obviously, there's been changes with the coach's challenge and, and other things like that. But you know, it'll be interesting to see what uh, kind of mark he can make you know, on that department.
0: Yeah, you're right. They did talk about that. They talked about, you know, being a little bit more strict on some of the penalties. So you have to keep your eye out for that and see if uh, George drops the hammer, so to speak, on uh, some of the penalties that are, uh, you know, doled out on on players for the different kind of uh, incidents that do get reviewed. So that's a little bit of news on uh, Peros there. Um, we had a couple more uh, questions about different things, Eddie, that are uh, you know related to the ducks, not necessarily the season. Um, one of the questions uh, was, "How did you spend your off season?" <laughs> so, how was your off season before uh, you know the uh, the NHL season? Do anything fun, Eddie? Go anywhere?
1: <laughs> well, we spent most of our off season trying to figure out what we're going to do a podcast on, <laughs> and if we're ever going to do one for the entire summer because there was no news. So that was pretty much the majority of my off season but uh, obviously um, I have a daughter now so I spent most of my off season spending time with her and getting ready for school and it's great to have hockey back it's a little bit of a distraction and and it's obviously great to see the Ducks play so I'm glad the off season is over and we're actually into October and hockey season can start
0: yeah I I agree with you I mean the off season is kind of kind of dragged Um, I had one little road trip that I went on, uh, last week, one of my buddies got married. So that was fun that I did. I went to Northern California, but, uh, other than that, uh, really not a whole lot, you know, just been, uh, plugging away at the real job, (laughs) you know, yes, I do have a job outside of this, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, just plugging away at that. And, uh, you know, like you said, we were trying to figure out. You know how we're going to have regular podcasts, which now we will be able to do that with the season coming up. We're hope, pretty much hoping to have one every week, um, or even you know closer, depending on what's going on with the team. If any breaking news comes out or things like that, so um, that's what we're looking for. You know, is uh, just to get back to it. The off season was kind of a kind of a, a drag, I guess you could say. It was one of the, I, I would say, it was probably one of the worst off-seasons, Eddie, as far as in terms of hockey news. It was just really, really slow.
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely been the worst one since we've been doing this. I mean, every year mm-hmm. we have seemed to have at least something we can talk about. I mean, last year was the World Cup of Hockey, and we, we spent a lot of time talking about that because there was a lot of News surrounding, you know, Perry obviously came into it late. Gatsloff was already going, and, you know, Raquel was going, and then there was injuries, and then Lindholm was going, but that didn't work out. And there was a lot of news to talk about before that. And then obviously when we first started this podcast, it was all surrounding Ryan Kessler and the trade that brought him to Anaheim. And now we get into this offseason, and there was nothing. No news mm-hmm. whatsoever. There was maybe a little bit of talk about how the players aren't going to the Olympics, but that had all, all kind of blown over before the offseason even started. Um, for the Ducks, there was pretty much nothing. You know, there was trade rumors surrounding some other teams and in, in Dushane and Pasternak and whatever. But for the Ducks, it, w- it was just crickets. And, and you know, it's great to actually have stuff to talk about now, even though it, it is disappointing with the news about Kessler and his injury. But, you know, to actually have Ducks news to talk about, it, it, it's refreshing.
0: Well, you know what's interesting, too, is you do bring up Duchesne And I don't know if you saw there was an interview uh, with him. And he didn't seem too happy in Colorado. So... You know, there have been rumors before that, uh, you know, the Ducks were interested in him. Uh, I think that's something that maybe to keep an eye on. I don't know if the Ducks will necessarily do anything. Obviously, he his salary is, you know, a good amount. It's going to be something that the Ducks would have to give up something. But I'm just saying, you know, I would keep an eye on him and where he may possibly uh, land at. Because, I don't know, if you haven't seen the interview, he just he doesn't seem too happy with the avalanche right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Interview that's obviously put put together, you know, for him to sound professional. It's it's probably something he just didn't make on the spot. He obviously as a press guy, he's probably put that together for him, so he doesn't say anything that's going to hurt his chances of getting traded. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, he doesn't sound like he wants to be there. You know, he's saying he's there to play hockey. He loves to play hockey. You know, that's why he's there. He has a duty to the team. He's under contract with the team. You know, the basic answers you would expect to come from a guy like that. So. It'll be interesting. I, I honestly think he gets traded before the beginning of the season. On it, When we're recording this right now, I got an update saying that the Ottawa Senators are progressively trying to get Duchesne from the Colorado a- Avalanche, whatever that package would include. And mm-hmm. we've heard some of the rumors when these first came out, what Joe Sackick has been trying to get from teams for Matt Duchesne has been a little <laughs> bit insane. Obviously, that <laughs> price has probably come down now. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he goes to the Ducks. Uh, but I definitely think he gets traded, and it will be great for him to get put on a team—one uh, that obviously seems to actually want him—and two, so he can actually play hockey because he's a great hockey player. So it'll be interesting to see how that all that all works out.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one one thing to keep your eye on because who knows? You know, I, I agree with you. I think something's going to happen. If it doesn't happen in the next couple of weeks, it's going to happen, uh, you know, pretty soon here. And, uh, you know, the Ducks uh, schedule uh, coming up here, they're playing a handful of uh, games this preseason. Um, they're going to uh, play San Jose to start it off. Um, they're going to, you know, play obviously some of the teams, you know, that you're going to see. Uh, the, of course, Las Vegas is one of the teams that uh, we'll see this season a couple times. They're going to play uh, Arizona a couple times, and the Kings a couple times. So you'll see that in the next two weeks. Um, we'll probably rehash some of these games. Obviously, the the lineups will post them as they come out. Um, they're going to be all mixed up as we expect for the next two weeks. But um, watch—you know—some of the games won't be on TV too. Unfortunately, that's kind of the word we heard. Some may be streamed. Others will be on the uh, AM 1090. Uh, that's where the goals are also on too. So listen for that. Also, check out the mobile app, the NHL mobile app. As you remember, they uh, kind of put all the teams together in the, just that one app. So if you have the old Ducks app, usually it'll link you over there. But um, you can follow all that. And, um, we'll be back hopefully in about a week or so, um, you know, and we'll just do some updates and see if anything else comes up during this preseason. Um, everything's kind of in flux and everything's a question mark, you know, the Kessler less ducks, uh, are going to have to (laughs) go through here, unfortunately for the, uh, the first couple months. Um, and we'll just have to see how they go from there, Eddie. Uh, We still have our t-shirts up too, um, you know, check them out on tpnhockey.com. They're up there. Um, kind of saw a similar one of ours out there, you know, the, uh, Anaheim against the world. And now there's a a ducks against the world one out of there. So I guess we kind of inspired some people, Eddie, with uh, some of our (laughs) t-shirt designs. (laughs) So, um, you know, hope everybody had a good summer. Um, October is right here around the corner and let's go ducks.